to the book of First Peter, chapter 2, and I want to talk a little bit about living stones uh, this morning. Uh, because we're talking, we've been talking about building the church and being everything that God wants us to be, and we need to understand that the stones, the bricks that build the church is uh, you and me. We are the building material that God uses to build the church. Uh, I've heard it said that uh, we have basically three basic needs in life. If we can have these three things that we would live pretty happy and productive lives. And what those three things are, we need something to believe in, we need someone to love, and we need something worthwhile to do. And if we could get all of those things, then uh, we can live a pretty productive and happy life. And I've got to tell you, I believe that the grandest organization in all of the world, there are a lot of groups and there are a lot of, of places, there are a lot of organizations in our world today, but I believe the greatest one of them all is the Church of Jesus Christ. I believe that... Uh, there's nothing in the world that we can be a part of that's greater, grander, more beneficial than the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want us to look at 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 4. Speaking of Jesus, Peter writes this, Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God, and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and the stone stumbling a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word by which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim praises to him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, once again we come to you in prayer asking, Lord, your blessings on us. We pray, God, that you teach us from this passage of Scripture. 
Help us to know who we are and how we fit together to uh, be your people, to be your church. And Lord, we just thank you for all of this. And we ask your blessings on us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now the Bible says that the cornerstone of the church is Jesus Christ. Our church, the song says, our faith is built on nothing less. But I want to say to you this morning that our church is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We are built upon him. He is the cornerstone, not only of our own lives, but he's the cornerstone of Hebron Baptist Church. Now, as we look at this, as we look at this passage of Scripture, we need to understand that he's not talking about just any stone, but that this stone is something special. It's something different. It's something that doesn't exist anywhere else in all of the world because it says there in verse 4, coming to him as a living stone. Now, he's the only stone that I know that is alive. The Bible says that, uh, that he is a living stone. Most of the time when you talk about stones, well, he's stone dead cold or he's stone he's dead as a rock or something like that you think about something being dead but the bible says that jesus is a stone that's a living stone and it goes on to say as we look a little bit further not only is he a living stone but you and i are living stones a lot of people don't recognize the fact that there's more to life than just living I can say to you this morning that you probably know people that have an existence but not necessarily a life. Jesus said he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. By that he means there's more to life than just living. There's more to life than just getting by day by day. Jesus said, I want you to have a life that's worth living, a life that's worth celebrating, a life that's worth sharing, because our cornerstone is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a living stone, and he has brought life into us. The Bible says that Jesus is not just water, but he is the living water. Jesus is not just bread to us, but he is the bread of life. He came not that we might just be alive, but that we might have life abundantly and that our lives would be more than a mere existence, but it would be something that we would want to proclaim to the world. It is something that's worth living. It is something that goes beyond it is something that is exciting and meaningful and purposeful. And that's, excuse me, that's what he wants for each and every one of us. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you living that kind of life? Is that how you would describe your life? That it is a powerful life? That it is a purposeful life? 
that it is a life worth sharing with others, that it is a life that we can be excited about and a life that we would want other people to experience. He was a supernatural stone. He was a select stone. The Bible says that he was chosen of God. And not only was he chosen of God, but you were chosen as well. Do you know the only reason that you've ever come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is that he has chosen you before the foundation of the world. Before you were born, he chose that you were going to become a believer in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you are here today, you can know that you're not here by accident, that God had a plan for your being here today. And that plan is, is that you might know the goodness of God, that you might know what it means to have a relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, that God desires for you to have a life that's purposeful, to have a life that's meaningful, to have a life that's filled with joy and filled with happiness. That's what God wants for you today. And that's what He's saying, that He is building together. He's taking each of us, all of us come from different backgrounds and different locations and different experiences and different understandings, but He's bringing us all together to build what is a great and exciting uh, Hebron Baptist Church here in Bells, Texas. And I want you to know that God has chosen you. You're not here by accident. You have a purpose to fulfill, and God wants you to be a part of what He's doing at Hebron Baptist Church. Now, you also have to understand, but not only was this a supernatural or a selected stone, it's all, it was also a slighted stone. It talks there about he was the stone rejected from the builders. The Bible teaches here that this stone chosen from God was a precious stone. He was precious to God, as are you precious to God. But you're not precious to everybody. Did you know that? There are some people that rejected Jesus and no uh, slave is greater than his master. Just because uh, you are a believer in Christ, don't ever think that there won't be some people who reject the good news of Jesus Christ that won't follow along the good news of Jesus Christ. If they rejected him, some of them will reject you. The reason I'm saying that today is because I'm asking us to be faithful in letting other people know. We want Hebron Baptist Church to be known in this community as an exciting, purpose-filled, powerful church that people are coming to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and that He's meeting the needs of their life and going even beyond meeting the needs of their life but sharing with us some things that are beyond anything that we could have ever hoped for or asked for in our daily living. We want to share that with other people. I'm telling you this about the rejection is because as you share with others the good news of Jesus Christ, and I hope and pray that each and every one of us will do that, 
That's what God has called us to be. Remember what he said to the disciples? You come follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. What he's talking about, he was talking to fishermen. He said, you're no longer going to be a fisherman. You're going to be fishers of men. You're going to be witnesses for Christ. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes upon us that we will receive power. And through that power, we will share the good news of Jesus Christ. You shall be my witnesses. He says, I'm calling on us as a part of Hebron Baptist Church that we might be faithful in sharing the good news. Now, you've got to understand that not everybody you share the good news with is going to say, yes, that's exactly what I need in my life. That's exactly what I want in my life. It didn't happen with Jesus. You remember the story of the rich young ruler? He came to Jesus one day, and he was asking Jesus what it meant to have a relationship with him, what it meant to be saved. He came the right way. He came running to Jesus. He did the right thing. He kneeled before him. He asked the right question. He says, what must I do to be saved? He did all of those things right. But when Jesus told him what he needed to do, he said, he said, what you need to do is give away all that you have and come follow me. The Bible says that that yet rich young ruler bowed his head and walked away because his riches were great. He had so, and he just couldn't bear. He just couldn't understand that he had to give. Now, now listen to me. I'm not saying that when you come to Jesus, you have to give away your home. You have to give away your cars. You have to give away your bank account. That's not what Jesus was talking about. What he was talking about is giving away everything that you trust in for your own well-being. He said, give yourself. Give yourself. That's what he wants you to give. He wants to give you every, He wants you to give all the things that you depend on for giving purpose and meaning to your life. He wants you to give it to him and let him be the Lord of your life. You see, the Bible says that if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all those other things will be added unto you. It doesn't mean that you need to live as a pauper, that you need to live as a, a secluded monk in a mountain in the Himalayas somewhere and do nothing but pray all day. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying give of yourself those things that you depend on, those things that you think are the most important things in life. Give yourself to the Lord. And uh, that rich young ruler couldn't do it. And the Bible says that he walked away. Now listen. Listen, nowhere in Holy Scripture, nowhere in the Bible does it say that that young man ever came back to Jesus. This was a person that Jesus Christ himself witnessed to. And he turned his back on him and walked away. Don't think that everybody that you share the gospel with is going to throw open their arms wide and say, yes, that's exactly what...
what I'm looking for. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches that the way to destruction is a broad way. And the way to God is a narrow way. You know what that means? That means a lot more are going to say no than they say yes. But that doesn't matter. He still gives us the charge. He gives us the responsibility. He gives us the assignment that we might share with others. It was a supernatural stone, a select stone, a sliding stone. It was a stumbling stone. If you look there in verses 7 and 8, it says the stone that the builders rejected has become a chief cornerstone and a stumbling stone and a rock of offense. Everyone is somehow confronted with Jesus Christ. Every single person you know at one time or another are going to be confronted with the Lord Jesus Christ. For some, it's going to be a stepping stone to heaven. And for others, it may be a stumbling stone to uh, eternal judgment. It's inescapable. It's inevitable. It's inexhaustible and it's unavoidable. One day, you're going to be confronted with the Lord Jesus Christ. And my prayer is, is that you'll see the goodness and the grace that he offers. You know, the Bible, all of us are familiar with uh, John 3.16 that says that uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But we're not as familiar with John 3.17 that said that Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. You see, Jesus came as a uh, way of salvation, not a way of condemnation. It is not the place of the church. It is not the place of believers to condemn anybody else. That's not our job. That's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to throw a lifeline to them, help them to see that Jesus Christ came and died uh, for them. Uh, We looked at the cornerstone of the church. I want us also to look at the construction of this church. If you look in verse 5, it says, By you also as living stones. It's talking. This thing keeps hitting me in the head. By, for you also. That's talking about you and it's talking about me. For you also as living stones are being built up to a built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God uh, through Jesus Christ. We are the stones. We are the individual building blocks. We are living stones just as he is. Somebody, you've heard people say, well, he's a chip off the old block. Well, we are a chip off the old block who is Jesus Christ. And just as he was a living stone, so are we. He was the cornerstone and we are the building blocks by which he builds the church. We are built together into a spiritual house. Now folks, you do know, I know you do, that the church 
is not a building. Amen? The church is not a building. I was talking to one person one time, and I asked him, I said, well, what kind of church do you prefer? prefer? What, you know, I'm talking about Methodist or Baptist or, or, or Pentecostal. Or, and I said, what kind of church do you prefer? And they responded back, a red brick church. The red brick building is not the church. Amen? The church is you and me. Us together. We make up Hebron Baptist Church. It's not this building, as beautiful as it is. It's not this building. It's not that building over there. That's not Hebron Baptist Church. We are Hebron Baptist Church. And, and by the way, let me tell you something. There's some people that think, well, I don't have to be a part of the church. I'm, I'm calling on people to come and become a part of Hebron Baptist Church and, and join Hebron Baptist Church and share with us as we seek to reach out to our community. And they say, well, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I don't believe in the church. Let me ask you something. How many one-brick church buildings have you seen around town? There aren't any. Let me tell you, I'm not saying you have to be a member of a church to be saved. There are some denominations that actually teach that, that you have to go through the church to get to God. We don't believe that. We believe you have to go through Christ to be saved. We don't, we're not preaching churchianity. We're preaching Christianity. We need to be uh, members of the body of Christ. And we come together. And, and what, what it's saying here is that we are the living stones that God is placing together. You can take a brick by itself and it doesn't mean a whole lot. It won't accomplish a whole lot. You can't do much with a brick. But if you get a bunch of them together and a master architect to put them together in just the perfect way, you can have a beautiful building. Listen to me. Let me tell you who the master architect is. God. And you are the individual stones. Individual bricks, if you want to use. That's what he's saying there in verse 5, that we are the... Uh, we are, we are the living stones that he's building into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. We are built together, we're bonded together, and we're blessed together because whenever two or more are gathered, there he is in the midst of God's going to bless. God's blessing is poured out on his people as they come together. That's the reason the Bible says to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. That's the reason the Bible talks about those who, uh, who are uh, lax in their church attendance and, and their willingness to be together as the body because he warns against that. Don't be like the heathens that might just come on uh, Christmas or Easter or, or two or three times 
a year. He's saying, become a part of the body. That's what I made you for. That's what I want you to be. I want you to, to be built together. I was sharing with someone just this morning. I've shared this illustration here before. I'm not going to do it because I don't have enough of them. But I could take a hair if I wanted to and just pluck it out of my head. And you could just snap that hair. There's no strength in that one hair by itself at all. But they tell me that if you take enough of those hairs and you weave them tightly together to a cord about an inch thick, it would hold more weight than steel would. Do you believe that? You can take a snowflake and let it land in your hand and breathe on it, and that snowflake will melt away. But you can take enough of those snowflakes. If you get enough of those snowflakes together, they can create a force that has to be reckoned with. You understand what I'm trying to say? There's something about us coming together, things that we can accomplish together that we can never accomplish by ourselves. We are built together. We're bonded together. We're blessed together. That God wants us to become a force in this area of uh, Grayson County and uh, Fannin County. He wants us to be able to have an impact on the uh, area around us. I want to take thirdly a look at the character of the church. Look there again in verse 5. You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. He wants us to become a holy priesthood. Now, we don't really speak much in Baptist terms about priests, but the truth of the matter is is that all of us are priests. The Bible says that we are a holy priesthood. We are, we are uh, together. Uh, right, uh, ambassadors for Christ. What, what is, what is the, what is the uh, practice of a priest? A practice of the priest is able to go into the Holy of Holies. Remember back before the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the temple was built. There was an outer court, there was an inner court, and then there was an innermost court that they called the Holy of Holies, and only the high priest was able to go in there and he was just able to go in there one time a year. And they made him put on a robe that had uh, bells and pomegranates on the bottom of it. And the bells were there to, to let the people outside there to know. They would tie a rope around his foot. And the, the bells would let them know as he moved that he was still alive. If those bells stopped ringing, clanging, tingling, whatever it is, if they couldn't hear those bells, they knew that that priest had gone in there not confessed up and not, not uh, forgiven of all of the sins. And he came into the very presence of God without the forgiveness of sin. And 
God struck him dead. And they had that rope tied onto his foot so they could pull him out. But when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, the Bible says that that veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the inner court, that veil was rent from top to bottom. It's important because it was God that rent the rent the veil and not man that rent the veil. It wasn't from the bottom to the top. It was from the top to the bottom. And that opened up the Holy of Holies, allowing all of us who are believers in Jesus Christ, who have become a holy priesthood, have given us the opportunity to come into the very presence of God. He let us come into His presence and offer up our offerings. You know, the priests, they they offered up, they sacrificed. They offered up the burnt offerings. And, you know, we don't have burnt offerings anymore. We don't do that anymore. What offering do we have? It says in Romans 12, 1, that uh, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, yourselves, a holy sacrifice. We don't do burnt sacrifices anymore. He wants us to sacrifice ourselves. The priests did burnt sacrifices. We sacrifice ourselves before the Lord, and we're able to come. Let me ask you something. When was the last time you entered into the Holy of Holies and you came into the very presence of God? And you knew, you knew that you were surrounded by Him. You know you have the opportunity to do that all the time. That rent, that 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 veil has been rent, and we have the opportunity as a holy priesthood to come into the very presence of God. When's the last time you were in a prayer time or in a Bible study time and you just felt His presence enveloping you? You can do that. See, they offered up burnt offerings. We offer up ourselves. They offered up incense. We offer up... Uh, Praise. It says in the book of Hebrews that we continually offer up the sacrifice of praise. That's what we do. When Brother Phil's up here and we're singing together, that's not just singing songs. It's not just something that we do to fill up time. When we're singing those songs, we're offering up a sacrifice of praise to Him. You can do it in your quiet time. You can do it in that time when you're alone with God. And you sometimes, y'all don't want to be around me when I'm doing this, but sometimes I just start singing choruses. I mean, when I'm in that time, when I'm, it's just me and God, and I just sing choruses to Him, it's not because I'm a great singer or because He loves to hear me. It's a, it's a sacrifice of praise. You know what the Bible says about praise? The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. When we praise God here together, God is present. He inhabits. He gives you the opportunity to do that. When that veil was rent and he called us to be a holy priesthood, he wants us to come into his presence to yield ourselves before Him. And oh, what a delight that is. What a difference God makes in our lives. 
when we totally yield ourselves before Him. There's a lot that God wants to do in Hebron Baptist Church in 2022. That means there's a lot that God wants to do in you because you are Hebron Baptist Church. It's not the building. It's you. God, I, I think I mentioned this uh, last Sunday. You know, it's not the it's not the getting to the destination that is the object. It's the journey to that destination. That God wants to do something in your life and in my life as we yield and as we learn. Remember I was talking about the the movies and the plot, you know, that it's not, it's not the reaching the goal, it's the journey to the goal that makes the difference in our lives. God wants to do something in your life this year. I believe it with all my heart. God wants to do something in your life. My prayer is that in December of 2022, not only will Hebron Baptist Church be changed, but if that's going to happen, it's going to mean that each of you have had some changes in your life. Why? Because the church is not the building. The church is you. The church is me. We are the living stone that God is using to build Hebrew Baptist Church. Hey, the history of Hebrew Baptist Church is not over. Amen? It's not over. God's got a lot more to do in your life and in my life because we are Hebrew Baptist Church. Amen? All right, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for today. I thank you for these folks that are here today. I just ask, Lord, your blessings on each and every one. I pray, God, that in all that we do, we bring honor and glory, never forgetting the fact that we are living stones to be built together, to be bonded together, to be blessed together as we serve and uh, glorify your name. Thank you for all of this, Lord. Speak to people's hearts, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.